Hey, today I'm bringing Wayne Schwinn, the host of Periodic Edibles podcast and company because they produce caramels, yummy, out in Oregon. And I want to talk a little science and business and perspectives with Wayne because he's a real smarty pants with all kinds of letters behind his name. He went to Michigan Tech in 2010 and got a degree in chemical engineering. So he's really got an inside scoop into all of that juju. I can't wait for you to meet him too. He's a really nice guy. Come on in. There you are. I bet I've got Wayne. (laughs) Yeah. Can you hear me all right? I can. I'm just uh, perusing your website. I want you to know I found you guys mm, maybe about six months or so ago and uh, consider you must listening for for me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and I really appreciate what you're doing. But all of that, plus you're a podcaster and I want to know how you jumped into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the podcast started well initially I started an edibles company in Oregon Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I started that in 2015 it was in the medical days before it went recreational here and then I started the podcast um, I think 2017 so a couple years about a year or two after that Um, and initially it was kind of part of like the marketing strategy for the edibles company and it you know was meeting a lot of interesting people that he wouldn't otherwise get to meet, talk with them, scientists, and we've kind of... Oh, shoot. Did I lose you, Wayne? Dang it. Hang on, everybody. Welcome to Season 3 of the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various live online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see at respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall, because I'm not a doctor, nor did I go to med school, but I did take dozens of private cannabis courses from those scientists and clinicians and still engage in continuing education offered by cannabis experts from around the world. Now I understand the bigger picture, and I talk to people all day long about cannabis and hopefully inspired them to research the facts as we know them today. Cannabis is an amazing alternative in health remedies. It can reportedly alleviate typical disease problems and troubling side effects, even those caused by synthetic prescriptions. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist, raised by nuns and wolves in the verdant cattle pastures of the Oklahoma oil fields. I'm here to amplify the truth of this great big story in cannabis, 
in historical, political, and scientific terms so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. There you are, Wayne. I'm back. I think I closed my phone or put it on silent. I had to, I got to leave it open. So now we should be good. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was about to apologize. I've had uh, a couple of other hiccups today and it was like, oh, not again. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway. uh, So you were, you were talking about being up in um, Oregon and, and starting the podcast then because you were talking Mm -hmm. to other scientists and professionals with empirical knowledge about the plant and inside it. Yeah, yeah. Want to and spread that all that good juju around? Yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, I was talking to them, and then for starting the company, um, I the edibles company, I self financed it as well. So when oh I my was, goodness, yeah, thinking about building it, I had to look for like you know marketing methods that were really low cost. And right. Doing a podcast um, and kind of building things up that way it was definitely cool that that was an option. With you know. It really wasn't 10 years ago. It what, hard to start. I was about to ask, what year was that? Because podcasts are just barely getting caught, caught on now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't think that was early. So it was 2017 um, when I started the podcast. And I started the Edibles Company in 2015. So about a year or two before that. Boy, I bet you had a wealth of knowledge by then to share, too, on that podcast. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff like, we learned and wow. a lot of questions to ask, too. <laughs> Maybe more questions <laughs> than knowledge, but yeah. It, well, it's a wonderful way of getting people together, I have found as well. And I love uh, sharing that information from the experts to the common people, you know, in my community. Because I'm over here in Florida and we are uh, extremely protected by the Florida legislative rules of mm-hmm. uh all of this so we can only be a patient over here i'm really grateful for that mm-hmm. but that recreation option. yeah but recreation is coming and i fear for all of these older people on you know 10 15 pills a day of something something synthetic yeah yeah it's interesting with rec and especially the hemp side of the industry a lot of the products that are out there and it's just a it's a difficult task to you know tackle federal legalization or just the states doing it um, and trying to do it right. It's always a it's a challenge for sure. Well, I'm I'm hoping something happens soon. They keep talking about it, but I don't have much faith in Biden to do something. He's yeah. part of the you know started a lot of this mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about <laughs> you. Yeah. And so I do, I really do appreciate your podcast because of the education I get from it. And uh, uh, I'm, I, uh, the last one that you did was on um, edibles in the body and how they work. And it was wonderful. Yeah, that was a new style we tried where we went back and kind of did, made a compilation of a bunch of different guests covering a specific topic like that. So that was kind of a new approach for us. So I wanted to tell you because I heard you asking, you know, mm-hmm. for opinions about that, and uh, and I want to tell you that I enjoyed that very much, and it also gave me a few ideas. So I appreciate that as well. Um, yeah. I do like the style. I do yeah. like the style, and you can really and you've got so much really juicy information that you can just cherry pick, you know, right. from uh, from your pool. 
Yeah, and then try to get. I think the a lot there's I mean, there's so much content with. I think we're almost to 300 episodes. Yeah, and so there's a lot back there, and but they're not always theme specific or question specific when you have a guest on. So it's nice to kind of organize all those um, type of talks into one around a specific question like that. Because that really does get to the point of the problem between the human and the plant. We don't know enough about it to be able to use it well enough for ourselves without mm -hmm. guidance. Yeah. And so putting all of that in a format that's so easily digestible and understandable is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to do more of those. I think that's an interesting new approach. We're, we're going to start trying out more and hopefully they'll get better and we'll be able to tackle different types of questions and things like that down the road. That'll be wonderful. Who do you, um, who's been your favorite and what's been your favorite subject lately to talk about? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, it's definitely, you know, one of the scientists. We do a little bit on the business side and marketing, um, but a lot more science guests that we have come on. Um, I feel like my favorite, they always end up being kind of the bigger conversations around like technology and science yeah. evolution. You know, I yeah. think you mentioned having Ruth Fisher. Yeah. Um, we've had on multiple times. I love talking with her because she kind of looks at like the whole thing, you know, even past just the cannabis plant and the industry. She's got um, a so total, a global, uh, yeah, view yeah. that's unique and precious to hear yeah. about when uh, she shares her thoughts with us. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. And I almost like either going extremely big picture or extremely little small picture, which is like talking about like the molecule receptor, how it binds, how long the metabolism, meta all those things that you get very detail oriented that I think a lot of consumers might be like, ah, oh, it feels like a little much or too much of a deep dive, but it's definitely people that like it. So, well, there's a lot of armchair uh, science geeks out there mm. like me who just <laughs> love all of those juicy details. It helps us put the puzzle together, you know, even though we haven't didn't have the advantage of going to school and getting it all at once. Mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's really appreciated information. I feel like uh, the public has just been programmed to follow whatever the doctor says and just mm -hmm. do whatever the doctor says and follow whatever the doctor says. Yeah. And that's We don't know the system and we're not sure if the doctor understands everything. Right. And a lot of doctors don't. That's kind of a concerning part as we go into federal legalization or even as states legalize, you know, if they don't legalize right or they overregulate, you know, they can really limit or hurt the industry long term and it, which trickles down to the patients, you know, product choice and select pricing, you know, it can be all of that. Really expensive. Really, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just sorry that uh, the patients are always the ones that have to, you know, get socked in the jaw over all of these details. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like it's happening that, especially when a state goes to wreck uh, patients um, most of the time do seem to be forgotten about. Why? I'm, Oh, I'm so afraid of that now. You know, I just really mm -hmm. am uh, because I've I've got about five different dispensaries within 20 minutes of my house. And I know that I can go to any one of those and get clean medicine mm -hmm. and use it in a variety of ways because no two dispensaries have the same product. Mm hmm. 
or the same delivery method or any of that. So you really have to hunt and choose and cherry pick, you know, your meds, especially if you're on, um, you know, limited funds. And mm-hmm. so it's not easy being a medical marijuana patient because they sting you with doctor fees that, you know, you're going to adopt perhaps a cannabis naive doctor that's just, mm. you know, selling the, the referral code to the state. So you have to go to the state and pay the money and la, 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 la. All yeah. of that, you know, double back somersault dance. <laughs> yeah. Just Are those five, to, you know, smoke weed. Yeah, I know. Are those five shops all different companies or is it yes, like the they same? Are. No, okay, they're that's... all different. It's good and you've got options is, there. It, it's really great. But, uh, you know, when it first started happening here in Florida, I had to drive uh, an hour and a half away to find wow. a dispensary. And then it was not in my backyard. You're going to put that in some industrial neck of the woods of that town and mm-hmm. uh, make these old codgers hobble in on their cannulas and canes. Uh, you know, with cash in hand, no less, you mm-hmm. know, a, a prime target for, mm-hmm. you know, being old with cash. Yeah. And and uh, so they just didn't they just don't understand the pr- pr- practicality of being a cannabis patient in this world yet when they're legislating. It, mm-hmm. It's as though, oh, guess what? They're not a cannabis patient. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, not familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the life of uh, a medical marijuana patient is quite different than that of a guy who just wants to use recreationally. It's a Mm -hmm. totally different mindset. And there's no microdosing in the recreational world that I'm seeing. And besides that, how do you microdose a concentrate? I keep asking Mm -hmm. this question. (laughs) yeah that one's hard yeah there's everyone's going i think it's an early on symptom where Mm -hmm. everybody's doing really high potency stuff kind of maxing out or trying to get the highest percentage of whatever the limits are they can get to um and And that's a hippie concept i think you're right yeah it it might have carried i think it carried over from the black market or gray market or like moonshine you know they they sold liquor and nobody was shipping beer because it was not potent enough and now you have all this volume you got to move and so the black market took that approach of the highest percentage. And I think that'll change over time. But, yeah, it just doesn't, hasn't seemed to happen yet. Yeah, that that other market is uh, still thriving. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the problems it, that we have are because they've let it continue to thrive. And I think they're going to use some of that as you know, reasons to overregulate. Well, like, like what's, look what's going on here. These people are diverting out of state and it's like, well, if we federally legalized all these problems you say we have wouldn't be there, but they'll set up harder rules or make it more difficult for operators. And yeah, it can lead to a lot of downstream effects. Have you ever interviewed uh, politicians? I've had a couple on. Yeah. Actually one that was, Mm -hmm. The kind of the first, not the first one, but one of the bigger ones that was pushing for federal legalization lobbying. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they're actually aligned with some of the bigger companies in the industry, which some don't have the best track records or histories. Um, You know, whenever there's a lot of money involved or new markets. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, a couple different ones I have. Some are more open than others, but it's always difficult because I feel like they're trying to get a certain message out and I'm pretty familiar with the industry so sometimes i sense little things here and there and try to dive deeper but 
they're pretty good at uh, giving roundabout answers. They really are. Too. Yeah. Well practiced. Yeah, it's an that. art. <laughs> it's an art. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I'm afraid I, I can't uh, keep a civil tongue in my mouth. I wouldn't, I couldn't be trusted <laughs> with politician. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I do love the scientists and I find them to be uh, quite fun and funny and thrilled and thrilling mm -hmm. to talk to their passion about uh, uh, working inside the plant is just, um, you know, it, it, enjoyable to see and feel because you, and you know, because we understand the, the power of the plant and what it's going to do as soon mm -hmm. as it can be unleashed. But uh, just to be on you know, kind of a fly on the wall watching the scientists and all this moment of discovery is so thrilling. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So it's going to remain that way for a while. <laughs> Raphael Mishulam at 92, still a lab rat looking at yeah, cannabis. Still out there doing it. Yeah. Every the, day. I yeah, love the that godfather thought. of the THC discovery. Right. Yeah. It's fun. Friends. I've heard you complain long enough about how to find trustworthy and consistent over-the-counter CBD products, and I've taken a new position on the subject. I'm proud of my affiliation with Dr. Dustin Sulak. His Healer CBD products can be shipped to all 50 states. Healer products will give you a full-spectrum, whole-plant, entourage effect of all the compounds that grow naturally in the cannabis plant. You'll have the best opportunity to manage your aches and pains or anxiety or spasming organs with a full-spectrum, whole-plant product because all the natural compounds will work perfectly together in synergy within your body to manage what's happening. You may recall that I've been taking the acidic version of his cannabidiol or CBDA product. It has everything plus a lot more of the compound which Dr. Sulak and other leaders in this industry have found to be more potent, thereby using less, which ends up making a big difference to your wallet. But it also adds many benefits to your body. Find out more about Dr. Dustin Sulak's CBDA product and the value it can add to your life. Ship directly to your front door. Click on my Sweet Savings link below and start lifting your quality of life with Healer CBD products today. How long is your day? Is it that what what happens in a typical day for you? It's pretty random. I think with being a business owner, you know, there's depends on what comes up and, you know, there's we have operations and a lot of stuff on the back end, you know, that's, you know, not you know, behind the scenes that I'm always running. So most things are smooth most of the time. Um, you know, if I have my choice, mostly it's kind of marketing and making content, you know, doing more episodes, trying to make those into videos and different things around education. Um, most of the days are like that, but every so often, you know, a customer or something comes up and can steal a day away from you trying to problem solve, but yep. it's, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Yeah, but it's wonderful having uh, the autonomy to do what you want to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, that's exciting. I really just wanted to chat with a guy who I regard as kind of a superstar in podcasting about cannabis and 
to see how you were enjoying it. And I know the people that you're, you're interviewing and love so many of them and follow so many of them. I talk about uh, your show on my show <laughs> and, um, and I just want you to know you're having a big effect out here. I was curious about um, kind of the stigma around it. And I think you said one of your friends or someone, you know, is even with, you know, science and Sanjay Gupta is more mainstream coming out, of, you know, in support of cannabis. Um, people are still kind of holding on to the stigma. Do you see that a lot around Florida? Well, let me just tell you, I am married to an 89 year old who has and he's black and he's seen a lot of the world and understands it. Mm. Um, and he was so properly propagandized against it. He worked for the federal government as a chief and, of okay. course, couldn't ever be scandalized by any of that sort of mess. Yeah. And uh, and besides that, he was a teetotaler anyway. So all of that was just, in his opinion, it's stupid for somebody to try to alter their mind. He couldn't understand why anybody hmm. would want to do that. And he's, you know, he's a farm boy from uh, the middle of Kansas. Thank you very much. So only <laughs> only black family in an all white uh, Kansas farm town. <laughs> so uh, his upbringing was, you know around the plant the animals ate it and his parents uh, used it and from the drugstore you know when there was a, a sore or something you'd slap a little dab of that cannabis tincture on it and it seemed to not get infected you know yeah. uh so they'd take their their cannabis whatever it was that they'd get from the doctor or from the store in the early part of the 1900s his parents wow, and then yeah. louis was born my husband was born in uh 32 so about that time you know that's when all the mess started coming in uh, yeah. all the medical marijuana murder mysteries from down south and all that nonsense from hearst and uh all that stuff with the ag at the time and mm -hmm. you know uh prohibition of alcohol had just gone out and and um and so now they you know oh what's his name needed to, uh, another mission in order to keep that big team of people so <laughs> so all that to say the damage that all of those corrupt people in places of power did to the consciousness in our society over this plant yeah. has been utterly astounding and it is so deep rooted that even after the last six years of me personally studying cannabis and having zoom meetings you know just open in the house that he could hear and listening to your podcast and listening to Dr. Sulak and listening to Dr. Mishulam and, and Dr. Patricia Fry and Ruth Fisher and all these fabulous people. Yeah. He had the nerve to say to me the other day, I don't believe any of it. I think it's all bullshit. He said, yeah. I hear, I hear though, I hear you, who you listen to and what they're saying, but I don't believe any of it. Well, yeah. okay. Thank you very much for putting your hands over your ears <laughs> and saying, don't bother me with the facts. I understand what I think. Yeah. Is it is the that's so interesting? It's and it is crazy to see that 
it's just a stronghold that has, you know, on people that that stigma lingers so strongly. I mean, decades and decades of, you know, effort put into that. But and that's right. And I want you to know, my husband is extremely smart. He's, he's in that upper echelon of smarty pants. And so this stigma and has really affected him. And Mm -hmm. he's also angry because it doesn't, it's not covered by insurance. So that also invalidates it to Mm. him. You know, well, why wouldn't insurance pay for it? If it was a real medicine, they'd pay for it. You you know, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so all that plays into it. Well, damn it. I can't, I can't help it that our system is corrupt and that this is all we've been able to suck out of it at this point to help ourselves with this plant. Yeah. this spinach and then if it was so great well why didn't the federal government legalize it already and if it's so horrible why does the government you know why did they invest all of that patent work into uh legitimizing what's inside cannabis so don't don't you can't double talk me anymore about (laughs) cannabis because my husband puts his hands over his ears and does that it makes me want to get the truth out more. more. Yeah. And, and it just makes me change my tactic on how I'm doing it. And so <laughs> good, cha- good challenge a, for you. Yeah. Is, honey, if you crack, a, if you solve him, then you, yeah, then you're then on I've races. got the worst of them. I, it's it's <laughs> yeah. the truth. And so I, I consider it a challenge and an honor. He's, he's an amazing man. And mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen him just doubt something like this, mm-hmm. not even wanting to look at the science because he's a man of science. And so yeah. this just blows me away. I've seen a lot of people, I've seen some of those people that were really hard against it. Um, and it seems like a personal experience sometimes can change it, even not, if it's not with themselves, you know, a close family member, but even yourself, you know, it sounds like he's still holding well, on. <laughs> well, and he has seen me go through 25, we used to sail on a boat hmm. uh, and uh, we were on the boat for about five years and it's a very, very healthy lifestyle. And so when we came back, we had just gotten into the internet. It had just exploded and Mm. computers and cell phones and all of that. So we came back and started sitting around and of course we both gained weight. And then, you know what happens? Mm -hmm. Your blood pressure goes up, your cholesterol goes up. Next thing you know, you're on thyroid and Mm. high blood meds and all that. La la la. And you know, about five, six, seven, eight, nine years later, I got old lady aches and pains and nobody's really able to address any of the issues. So I get into cannabis and guess what? My issues have been resolved. Why? Because I'm not taking those synthetic meds that used Mm. to cause a lot of the problems that I was having. So, and it's lifted me and I don't have the nausea and I'm able to move and I'm 68 and I feel like I'm, 42 so he has seen this change come over me and still he puts his hands over his ears you want to hear another story i've got an old lady friend who has glaucoma and she's now on her own her husband passed and she's terrified of going blind so Mm. she started researching uh cbd and la 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 and then she found out i was into it and so she's asking me and and she's doing all this kind of research and so she starts taking a little cbd lo and behold she feels better she start to sleep her aches and pains are going and her and her uh um eye pressure went down wow 
And her eye doctor told her if she ever takes that again, he will drop her as a patient. That's crazy. That's Ain't so it sad to hear. So I know. sad to hear. I yeah. said, honey, I'm happy to give you some ammunition to take with you and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and let him talk to the Society of Cannabis Clinicians, you know, yeah. or somebody that he might regard as, you know, all these cited doctors that he might regard truthful, but right someone he might yeah take their opinion from if right. was yeah with your um husband you said uh, he said you know i don't understand why someone want want to alter their mind um and i've heard that one from some people as well like the risk of that and it's funny because most of those people also drank alcohol and it's like you if you can't right. see that it's the same thing with that even though i right. think cannabis way better way more medicinal potential versus alcohol but right. they don't connect those they don't almost don't see alcohol as a drug which is interesting. Uh, well, again, it's all propaganda and, and it's legal. That's mm. their point. Even though it can do more yeah. damage and more harm and get them in more trouble and they can divulge more, you know, secrets of our government that they shouldn't be blabbing about on alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a real dichotomy, this, this propaganda thing. And it's a lesson to uh, just keep working. I, I, I say it... Um, like Nancy Pelosi, Aja Quadajas, baby, one foot in front of the other and just keep mm. going. Keep so I, I've learned a lot from these scientists that we get to chat with. And that yeah. gives me the grace and patience to, um, you know, to hold back because they show me, you ever get to their clubhouses, uh, their clubhouse rooms? I've I've checked that out. I asked some of the, I haven't been on Clubhouse in a while. I yeah. I was still going. Uh, yeah. Well, it is cannabinoid science in the human body with Dr. Michael Getze and uh, Dr. Cody Peterson. And, well, there are a mm. bunch of them are all up there. Anyway, it's wonderful. And we get to talk to them and the patients that they've been teaching me and how mm. to deal with, you know, somebody who's all impassioned and comes in, you know, blazing with their their guns and their thoughts about recreational you know weed and and now they're in this science room and they shut them down with with the facts yeah and that's yeah. just um a lovely thing to see is yeah. uh somebody learning something and then making it actually useful yeah yeah I, it feels like with the nature the balance of it is however much the years of propaganda and stigma that were put in, it, it's like the equal amount of effort to, to overcome it on the other side. And that's a lot to overcome. I'm it really sure. is. Yeah. I've got one quick story. Um, Tell me. I'll leave you with. And yeah, I don't know if your uh, uh, husband no, would no, be interested no, in this. There's no time limit. Tell me. <laughs> All right. Well, um, and I've got, I've had multiple stories like this, but I have one that really stands out because it was a close friend. Um, and I grew up in Michigan, so I'm wow. out in Oregon now, but back in Michigan, you know, they just legalized and they went wreck, but stigma is a lot stronger in Michigan where I grew up than it is, you know, out here in Oregon or on the West coast. Oh yeah. And I had a friend, his grandpa, I think he was 94, 95 mm -hmm. and was really against cannabis. My friend was open to it. You know, he consumed, um, and things like that. And he was trying to get his grandpa to see if he'd be interested in trying edibles. Mm -hmm. And he was so against it, he wouldn't do it. And he was kind of getting near the end of his life. And there's a big piece around, I think, quality of life, especially near the end where, yeah. you know, they're on a lot of different medications. Yeah. I think he 
went through cancer and, and got through chemo, but was just still dealing with the effects of everything. And they tried all the medication. I mean, he went through everything they could possibly, they basically had no other options left and they were just kind of, you know, near the end. Ugh. And finally he got him to try a little bit of an edible. Cause it's like, well, tried everything. He, it was kind of, on, you know, sadly on death's doorstep. And right. it's like, well, if it's, if I'm near the end anyways, why not? You know, oh it's God. at the end. And it, in the first time he took it, they said they, they saw him smile, which they hadn't seen in years, Aww. which blew their mind. And then he started in the mornings, he would, they said he used to sleep in till noon or one, they had to get him up to force him to eat almost and he'd go right back to bed. And for the last, I think he lived another year or two after he tried the edible the first time. Oh, and wow. those remaining years, he would get out of bed on his own in the morning and walk out into the living room. And when he started within a week or so of trying the edibles, he started doing that. And that just blew their mind. They never thought no that, that no medication would ever did anything for him like that but he was smiling getting around at the end getting up on his own he was like social which he wasn't Aww. before and just very low dose amounts of edibles he finally had no other options near the end and was like i'll give it a try um and the last they said the quality of his life it was just unbelievable the last year or two oh, versus wonderful without it it's just a kind of a sad ending near the end because they're so depressed sad hurt you know it's hard to yeah. get through day by day you know oh and, yeah you know at some point so um, I've heard that kind of story multiple times. And so, you know, it'll eventually, I think it trickles down. You yeah. know what's happening with that? People, I just, I can't remember what the statistic is, but people are coming off of hospice because of cannabis. Oh, wow. Are there some, have there been a study around that? That's very interesting. It must be because I, I heard that. And so yeah. I must have read it somewhere, but I can't, I, I hate repeating something I can't <laughs> source, I'm about. sorry, but, but yeah. I'm hearing that and, and it's yeah. not the first time I'm hearing it. Oh, I know where I heard it and I found it on their site and it quoted a real deal and their site is called, and I'm credited home health care dot directory is the name of that they're bringing accredited home health care for people workers and people together and it's a good place to start because it's hard to find an accredited home health care professional mm. who you know who really understands what your needs are and how to help you so yeah i'll have to check them out i haven't heard of them um that's interesting yeah i, I my prediction i think yeah i don't know how long it'll take but Eventually, I think seniors are elderly. I think cannabis, whether it's edibles or some form, will be like a multivitamin or a supplement daily that you take near, you know, the last little bit um, of your life or whenever that is. I think it'll just become so normalized and so helpful and beneficial, especially once you get into old age. I mean, everybody, I think, will be, will be uh, consuming yeah. it. I, I think we need to be giving our, our elders and in hospice, you know, ayahuasca or mushrooms oh, end of life. or end of life, you yeah. know, plant it's, therapy. It's insane. The number, I mean, pay, people we hear from here, patients that are, you know, we're on 30 medications. They're now down to four or five after oh. starting to use cannabis. And that's a long, you know, multi-year process to get it there. Is. It you doesn't solve everything. No, but, but it's yeah, so helpful. But it helps so much. It's in, when you hear those mm -hmm. stories, it just blows. And at first you're like, nah. Someone's making that up. It sounds too good to be true. But a lot of that stuff is, you know, it's, it's, well, it's what's happening. <laughs> cannabis has been used for, for Ever. millions yeah. of years. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my friends. 
I want to give you a tip about a neurologist I know and trust. Dr. Anthony Mazzo is a highly rated specialist here in Melbourne, Florida, one of the first physicians to research and study cannabis since 2016 when it was legalized in Florida. Well, now, Dr. Mazzo is not quick to prescribe traditional synthetic chemicals when he knows that this gentle live plant therapy will likely give needed relief. Now, I know this to be true because I had to see him for my own old lady neuropathy issues. You see, he's a neurologist. And he didn't prescribe the usual stuff. He told me to go get a particular kind of cannabis instead and use it in a very specific way to find relief. And that is what every doctor in America should have in their little black bag. His clinic details will be in my show notes for you. Why? Because he's a trusted cannabis expert in the field of neurology, right here in Melbourne, Florida. Dr. Anthony Mazzo at the Brevard Neuro Center on NASA Boulevard. See his details in my show notes. I'm just grateful to be in this spot in cannabis and, uh, and to be able to bring intelligent, uh, empirical knowledge to uh, my audience who are, you know, my age and most of them know about cannabis, heard about Mm -hmm. it, tried it, then didn't use it for, you know, 20, 30 years or more. And now they just don't know what, what's what. So Mm -hmm. it's not that they're so, so, uh, program not to receive is that they just aren't sure and they're older and wiser now after being on handfuls of you know synthetic medications for so long Mm -hmm. so they understand a few more questions they need to be asking about adding (laughs) another drug to their regimen yeah yeah and push those doctors a little bit i think that black and white just it's bad you can't do it it's like you gotta gotta go a little further than that if you're a doctor nowadays you know look into it yeah well, that story I told you about my old lady girlfriend and her um, uh, op- optim- op- op- <laughs> ophthalmologist. Yes. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, but dang, all those 16 syllable words that we have to go through in, in cannabis oh, it's uh, tough. science. It's tough. Yeah. I, I struggle with that, and I do it every day. Do yeah, it intentionally. And besides yeah. that, that's why mostly all of the books that I get are audibles so that I don't have to say them or read them. Yeah. <laughs> and I can speed it up. So yeah. anyway, yeah. the good news about my old lady friend is that she uh, decided to get a second opinion and she's much happier with the second opinion and back on her CBD. That's great. So she yep. found a doctor that was a little more educated and yep. open to the idea. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and wasn't fearful about her, what was going on with her. So, you know, yeah. she had some serious stuff and she was right mm-hmm. to be cautious, you know, from the first doctor's fears that that was okay. But mm-hmm. when she realized that he really was cannabis naive, then she mm-hmm. sought out somebody who knew a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think for most people too, it's, the, the problem is if you're taking cannabis and it may, say you had cancer and you're like, well, this will cure me and solve everything. That, that's an issue of going too far, that it is a, some kind of silver bullet. But for the most part, most especially CBD, it's not that many interactions with other drugs or it, it, even if it's not going to help you, it doesn't seem to hurt anyone um, for giving it a try, you know, to cause negative effects. Unless you could have an acute moment if you had an overdose or took too much of you know, an edible or something that can have a little effects can be too strong. The, um, 
but for the most part, it seems to play well with uh, most things that people are dealing with. Well, I love being down here in Florida with all these old people and, (laughs) you know, they're sweet and they drive like old people and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and, and they make good shark bait and so it's fun it's fun on the beaches in florida yeah um yeah but um but i do enjoy helping them understand i enjoy you know getting a phone call or um yeah. you know i enjoy i enjoy assuaging their fears about it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know that feels like real help <laughs> Yeah, you know. yeah, that's very rewarding too when those yeah. when those happen. Absolutely, yeah. and then yeah. I can point to real science and say, "Look, honey, here's you know, the, yeah. here's some <laughs> here's some real uh, truth about the matter." So, yeah, yeah, that feels really good. I like being able to do that, and I appreciate uh, the scientists letting me hang out uh, in their realm, <laughs> and you know, and tolerating naive questions and stuff like that. You know, basic fundamental stuff that I don't know that they're like, "Oh God, rolling eyes." Yeah. Um, no, no, they're well, always the, gracious and patient and wonderful. So it's good to hear. And that's hugely yeah. important. I mean, there can't be enough perspectives on cannabis and I really appreciate the work yeah. you do as well. Cause we need every perspective and angle. And of one thing I, I dislike the most is when it, any kind of eye rolling or scientist that's like, there's, there is no naive question. Cause I think when yeah. you get, you, when you get too educated about it, you just take assumptions and things for granted that you're like, well, everyone kind of knows this, right? And it's like, no, most people don't know a yeah. single thing. And you got to kind of take that perspective of it, too, so that we can actually educate people and not just talk at this really high level that just most people just breeze past and can't you know, pick it up or grasp it because there's too much there that you need to know. Well, I find these scientists that are involved with cannabis have quite a sense of humor mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and the science to. jokes. Yeah, the science jokes are marvelous and uh, yeah. very entertaining. So I'm really digging it anyway. Awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And uh, and there's room for everybody. And that's why I want people to uh, know what you're doing you know, kind of from a podcaster and, and interviewing, you know, the people and, but my goodness, you're also in the edible world, manufacturing, producing it yourself. So. Yep. All in. <laughs> you got your team there. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got a little, a uh, little herd of wolves. There's uh, awesome. there's five of them and two big fat cats and a bird uh, <laughs> so far in this pack. And, and the animals are on uh, cannabis as well. Yeah, one's got kidney gravel and another one's got an infected what what. And so there's all kinds of reasons to put them on it. My my dog, I I put down uh, maybe six months ago, a year ago, and he was 15. Oh, my goodness. Long, long life. But yeah, Yeah. the last couple of years, I had him on different CBD um, and different edibles and stuff. And it it helped him. It was very obvious, too. Yeah. So what I like doing is helping people find products that they can trust, like Sulax or Dr. Mm-hmm. Silver's, you know, with with pet products um, uh, and helping them understand the practicality of becoming a patient and then teaching themselves how to be a good alchemist, you know, yeah. with their products and what to look for 
and and how to figure out the formulas for themselves. You know, it ain't just mm-hmm. THC and CBD. It ain't just yeah. marijuana and, and hemp. Got to figure out what your little terpenes are going to do and, mm-hmm. and all Fine that jazz, it. you know, and which way you're going to take it and all of that. Having to be our own is, caretaker, yeah. you know, nurse. We're yeah. not we're not a, we're not trained to do that. We're, we're, we we no. weren't brought up to be our own nurse, our own no. alchemist, our own doctor, our own pharmacist. We weren't. And so it's all new and frightening for elders. Yeah, such an interesting I mean, Cam is so interesting because it's been around for so long and used. And then we went through that propaganda period. Now it's reemerging. But when you go to a doctor, I mean, nobody <laughs> does that. Right. You don't self-educate, figure out right. your own dose and products like that's no. a brand new, brand new thing people are having to do. No, right. And so, well, I love, uh, I love passing uh, the Society of Cannabis Clinicians.org. And I love talking about the grassroots of the pharmacists, the PharmDs that are getting together. Mm -hmm. Dr. Alan Au up in, you Mm -hmm. know, New England area and Dr. Cody Peterson, Dr. Leah Johnson out in California. Mm -hmm. They're starting a big pharmacist uh, movement. And every time I have to go to CVS to pick up something, I ask the (laughs) current you know person at the window hey do you know what's going on in cannabis yeah and they're like no i said (laughs) you could have such a wonderful job than you do right now yeah and they're just going to hear that from more and more people as time goes on so yeah yeah we'll all get there one way or another eventually (laughs) hey i appreciate you so much wayne thanks for taking some time with us it's been so nice to just chat with you about inside stuff yeah yeah thank you honey it's really nice chatting with you as well Thank you. I'll be listening to you. You take care. (laughs) You as well. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to another Cannabiverum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls. That's me. About the importance of using verifiably safe products. The process of getting a diagnosis from your family doctor and taking your records to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for those issues. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices or strategies. To find a qualified cannabis expert to help you in your area, visit CannabisClinicians.org. It is a National Society of Cannabis Experts, and you'll see that link down in my show notes. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please regard all street weed as contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system who already has inflammatory issues like arthritis or IBS, fibromyalgia, or worse. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you found value and understanding through my podcast. I have many more thoughts upon the subject that go in a more spiritual direction. So in that vein of humanity, please join my brand new live stage on Clubhouse every Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Look for Cannabis Church with Cannabiverum. It's the spiritual version of my podcast and we're live. So you can ask questions and inspire others with your own wisdom. Get there for live conversation with my learned friends, and if you miss, you can catch replays at a convenient time. Cannabis Church with Cannabiverum on Clubhouse, Sundays at 8 a.m. Eastern.